Profile on Praise Junction. Listen. This is my story. Real people, real stories. Real God, real change. This is my story. This is Profile on the Praise Junction Show. And of course, it's that time we get to Profile on Praise Junction Show. And of course, my guest already set in studio. And remember, as we proceed on with the program, you can talk to us and give us your feedback, your comments, your questions to them on the SMS line 20933. That is 20933. As you know, already noticed, we began a series where we're bringing in married couples. And it's all about love in this season on Profile. And as they say, marriage works and it's work. And with God at the center, all things are possible. So this morning, I'm hosting a couple by the name Reverend John and Pastor Hannah Wesley. They come to us from Eternal Life Church International, right here in the city of Nairobi. They are our guest on profile today. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? We will. Great, we great. Yes. I must say you look good and you fanana. Hallelujah. <laughs> we hear that a lot. <laughs> so you're used to it. It's, it's yes. not news. Yeah. Mm, but many to people say news. that. Yeah. Okay. So, so allow me to give each and every one of you an opportunity to introduce yourself to our listener because we are two ladies and Reverend is the minority. Let's start with him. Mm. <laughs> My name is John Wesley. Um, what else should I say? My age, my... <laughs> what are you comfortable to say, Reverend? <laughs> <laughs> Married to one wife of the opposite gender, uh, a father of three, a uh, son and two daughters. Yes. Wesley, Deborah, and Zawadi. Mm. Yes. Okay. You always wanted to be, to, to serve God in ministry as a reverend? Or? Well, uh, at some point, I resisted. At some point I did, because I'm a pastor's kid. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, both my parents are pastors. Yeah. So um, growing up in church and seeing the different challenges of ministry, um, at some point I really want, I mean, I wanted nothing to do with ministry. So what did you want to do? Uh, different things. I, I sing a lot, so I wanted to do music. I also wanted to do IT. Mm. Yeah, but I knew that uh, once I'm done with high school, I'd probably do some uh, IT and uh, school of music, and that would be my main thing. Okay. Hmm. We'll be getting back to you to tell us so <laughs> what the Lord did until you said I surrender. Welcome, Reverend John. Let's Thank see. you, Asante. Okay. Let's get to your beautiful wife. Good morning, ma'am. Good morning. You're doing well? I'm blessed. Ah, yeah. Introduce yourself. Um, I'm Hannah Wesley, and I'm mother to three beautiful and wonderful children. Um, I bless God for them. And also a hus- a wife to mm. one husband, who is uh, a blessing and who is um, a, a gift to me. I want yes. to say that. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And you envisioned one day you'll be a pastor's wife. Oh, never. That was <laughs> never anywhere near the scope. Uh, so what, what was your idea? You know, as girls. You know, I wanted to be a model. Hey. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I even pursued some photo shoots. You know, uh, I was really ready. And then that didn't happen. I went to school. I trained as a secretary. And I pursued that. But being a pastor's wife was not in the in the picture at all. It was a no, no. That <laughs> it was never near that. 
Okay. Yeah. Sawa. Let's remain with you, Pastor Hannah. Growing up, how was it like for you? Well, growing up for me, um, I grew up in the village. I was born in, in the village. I was brought up in the village. So coming to Nairobi was an act of God. And I, I, was, I always want to say that even us meeting was an act of God. Because yes. where he grew up as a pastor's kid, uh, his father moving from this city to another town to another town, and then settling and me bring, coming to Nairobi was just a miracle. I just want to say... Um, it was a life I never thought I will have yeah. coming from the village. Of course, for someone who knows how village life is, it's a, it's a different kind of life. But here I am in Nairobi mm. with a pastor as a husband. Unhappily <laughs> married. Unhappily. Happily, happily married. Yes. Yeah. At what point did you say, God, I'm surrendering my life to you? I want to have a relationship with you and be a born-again Christian. Yeah, so when I cleared my Form 4, I joined my mother. She was working. She was in Nairobi at that time. So I joined her, and um, she had gotten saved herself. Yes. So at some point, she, you know, mothers want to bring everybody in, our children, our husbands, our sisters. So she, every time she goes for sale, meetings, fellowship then, she would bring us along me and my sister yes. and she would always you know you should get born again it is good to get born again she would always encourage us speak to me especially because i was just a teenager i was yes. right in the middle of teens you know so after some time i felt like this mother is stuttering so much <laughs> about salvation salvation then one day i dis i actually sat and thought what is she saying yeah what is this? Because from the groundwork, my, 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 I would go to church, but yes. it was a religious church. So there wasn't much about it with my grandma. But now when mom came along, I realized it is important to think about salvation. So in one of the cell meetings, uh, when they were finishing up and this a lady just casually said, is there anybody who wants to give their life to Jesus? Yeah. And I lifted my, I was very small then, mm. I lifted my small hand and I said, yes, that's me. And they prayed for me. And from that time, um, of course, uh, the highs and the lows in high school, up to now, God has kept me. Amen. The prayers of a mother. The prayers of a mother. Mm. Mothers are very key in the home, very important. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Thank yeah. you, Pastor Hannah. Now let's come to Reverend uh, John. So for you growing up, you're a pastor's kid, a PK, as this generation would call them. It's automatic. You are born again, Sivo. <laughs> you are born, born again. So. <laughs> well, uh, it's interesting because when you're growing up in a pastor's house, you do everything that everybody does. You're forced to pray. Uh, go to church, given responsibility in church. So I started uh, singing in the choir, leading worship, uh, participating in Bible study, going for morning glory from the time I was really a kid. Yeah. And um, it, it never really dawned on me that I needed a personal relationship with Jesus until much later. Um, and at that time, then I was listening to someone, we're just having a house fellowship. And one of the preachers that came in was a you know, I mean, he was on fire. Yeah. 
So he talked about Jesus in a way I'd never heard. And it just hit me. And I, you know, with tears, I was quite young. I think I was um, back in 89, almost many years ago. Um, I think I was nine years old. Um, I gave my life to Christ. And being born again at a very young age has its challenges as well. Yeah. Because for me, um, I've been in church, then now I have a relationship with Jesus. So the status quo continues. Go back to the choir, go oh. back to, you know, so never really got discipled. But yes. as I continued to develop interests and uh, read the word of God and try to understand it for myself, I began to see transformation in my life. Mm. Yes. If we stay there a little bit, uh, you've mentioned something that giving your life to Christ as, at a tender age of nine had its challenges. And I know there are many pastors tuned in this morning and they feel, yeah, my son, my daughter is born again. They are fine. I don't need to do anything else. Thank God they have surrendered their lives to Christ on their own. Yeah. What, what is the biggest challenge? I think... Um when we're doing discipleship or when we do what we call new believers classes, yes. we really don't, don't think of the kids. Huh? Uh, we count the adults because we imagine that what we're going to share concerning faith, children may not understand. And that contributed to the challenges. I had to uh, work hard for myself to understand. And I had a very curious mind. Yeah. From them, I was very young. So I guess that's why I became a pastor. I would ask a lot of questions. I would uh, really interrogate a lot of issues that uh, were coming my way. And um, that was the challenge, basically, because you go to uh, New Believers class, uh, they say, what <laughs> Ah, they assume these ones are not serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... And, you know, at that point, you don't even understand what salvation really is, what you need to do, what you don't need to do. So you'd find yourself doing some things that would not be considered Christian. <laughs> and uh, later on to discover through conviction that, hey, I don't think that was right. Yeah, so, but it was an interesting journey, quite an interesting journey. It gave me an opportunity to talk to other children of my age who had... Um, committed their life to Christ and had similar questions and concerns. Yes. So through my own study and research and asking my dad impromptu questions, yeah. um, I seemed to have answers. So I had a small following when I was a boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had your own social media friends, yeah. but now face to face. Not the online ones. Yes. Okay. Yes. And you've mentioned something that you really resisted the call of God you know, in your life. So how did you know that this is what the Lord wants me to do? Take us through that journey. I did. My parents um, began ministry in the main, one of the mainstream churches yes. uh, that we have in this country. And then later on, left the mainstream churches and um, joined uh, what we would, I think, what I understood back then to be the Pentecostals. Mm. You know, now they, they're speaking in tongues and all that. So leave the mainstream and go and start something else. So as a result, the system and began to fend for themselves. Yeah. And, and uh, the challenges that came with that, um, the challenges of, I saw my dad start church, shut down some churches, start all over again. We were moving all over the place. Um, as a result, I ended up going to about nine different primary schools because he had a policy. You know, anywhere I go, my family goes with me. Yeah. So the financial challenges, the lack of growth sometimes in some places, in other places would see growth. And just when we're about to pick ourselves up, um, 
uh, he's he's removed from leadership or there's some kind of politics are going on so that whole scenario made me feel like this is not what I want to become or what I want to do later on in life so I just had this you know rejection in me I'm saying I'm not going to be a pastor I'm not going to allow myself to suffer like this at some point I remember us eating um ugali with with salt because there was no you know there were no grains there was no meat and I'm thinking no this is not the kind of life I want and my parents and I have a lot of love and respect for them are incredible people of faith yeah. and uh, part of what I know today as faith I've learned from them but I, I just didn't want anything to do with it so how did the lord just say come here young man you you're not going anywhere yeah by the way <clears throat> i i met i met uh, hannah yes uh in in choir she had joined our church and so and then she joined the choir and the worship team so and i was a worship team leader mm-hmm. so that's why we met and i remember part of the conversations that we had yes the first two years uh two to three years of our relationship i told her i'll never be a pastor I really assured her <sighs> I will never be a pastor. Oh, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And so one of these fine days um I've tried everything I'm done with high school I've gone to some music school it didn't work um I've done computer back then we were doing computer packages. Yes. Yeah, I did computer packages I I got done with that so I was thinking of proceeding. Then I just felt this bible that I really wanted to understand I don't know much of it so let me go to bible school. Mm. and there was a college um that was offering a year in diploma biblical studies yes so i decided let me just do some biblical studies then get back to this thing of mine music and it so you decided on your own on my own and when i told my dad his, his eyes like lit up i mean he was so excited <laughs> he's like yes i'm saying i'm so i told him dad uh, that it's not what you think i just yeah. want to know more of the bible yes. so he's like yeah yeah whatever joe just join so i joined mm. and one year of that study towards the end before our graduation i had a serious encounter with the lord mm. and I, i remember just praying and i woke up there was a, such a conviction in my heart i was shedding tears feeling like i've been running away from god and this is it i don't know whether it was the training i received uh i don't know whether it was just the time that god had just decided to make the conviction so strong in my heart but then i decided i think i'm going to be a pastor Mm. And I remember telling her uh-huh. <laughs> I really now I'm looking forward to hearing what uh, Hannah will love to say. Yes, you told by then you're married or you're still We're dating. not married yet. We're we need still to come to the story how you met uh-huh, in choir. Uh-huh. We're still in courtship. So uh, I tell her um you know what I think what I've been telling you for the last three years is not going to work. <laughs> I had this encounter and I feel I want to be a pastor. Yeah. And she gave me a blank face, and I didn't know what next to say because you know, yeah, this is it. I'm going to be a pastor. And she didn't answer me that day. She just said okay, and she went. And a few days later, she came back with a response, and she's like, you know, it's okay if that's what you want to do, then it's okay. So we began the conversation on what it means for me to be a pastor. Yeah. And those were interesting times. We had very very lengthy conversations on that. And because she grew up she didn't grow up in church. Uh, she used to go to church but not the way I I think growing up in mm-mm. church was. Yeah. And uh our conversations were really very interesting because most questions were coming from her and of course you know the concern of how shall we survive and my yeah. answer was 
the Lord shall provide. Because that's all I knew, and that's yeah. what my parents had taught me. You know, yes. the Lord shall provide, and that yeah. was my answer all the time. And she's like, ah, okay, yeah. Yeah. if you say so. <laughs> and the journey began. Then the journey began. At this point, you've said you're still dating, right? We're still dating. Mm. We had a very long relationship. I mean, dating a uh, courtship. Um, nowadays, I do not advise it, but uh, we went through it. We had four years and five months. Four, five months? Yes, yes. of dating. Okay. <laughs> what was he waiting again before he proposed to the person? Maybe he was allocating himself to see, do I have enough saved? <laughs> Let's move deeper, yeah. If we get to a break, uh, so <laughs> you meet in church, in church, yeah. Worship team is the leader, you are member. Yeah. You're singing which voice again? Um, alto, alto, At that time, yeah. Mm. So he comes and says, um, Can we start something? Yeah, uh-huh. um, it, it started so interestingly because when I joined church, their church. Um, first of all, mom, my mom is the one who directed me to that uh, church. Yes. We were in a mainstream, and now she's also uh, also growing in her spiritual walk. Yes. So she's also so fired up, but she's married, and she doesn't want to leave the mainstream church. But here is her young daughter, who is also young in, in salvation. If she continues in this walk, she needs a motto, a yeah. motto, you know? Yeah. So they had happened to had uh, uh, a small uh, what flyers concerning yes. the church, mm. and she gave me one of those. You, you know, you can just go to this church. I think it's a good church. Just go there and see how it is. And one of the Sundays, I went, and I saw this tall, you know, handsome human being, and I was like, Mungu, atawanewako. <laughs> you know, this is a son of Abraham, eh? Yeah. Okay. All right. And at that point, I felt like, wow, this one are not, this this type, watoto, our pastors, these are not my caliber. Why so, were you saying so? Because, you know, pastors' kids are held, you know, in high esteem. In those yeah. days, mm. I do, in those days, it was a big deal. Yeah. A pastor's child and you are somewhere near, the scrutiny is on you. Yeah. Who are you? Mm-hmm. Are you here to make our pastor's son, you know, fall? fall yeah. or, you know, so there's so much scrutiny. So I never even went to that direction. But somehow God just is just amazing. I was comfortable in that church. I grew in that church. And then I joined the worship, the, the choir. And we'll meet every Saturday. And he was the one in charge of the, the choir. I was yeah. this quiet person, uh, seated in a corner. I would just follow through with our choir master, you know. <laughs> Akisema, yes, I would say yes, yeah, you know. Yeah. So over time, we became friends. Just friends. Yes. And I did have many friends growing up uh, myself. So he became my friend. And as a result, he also brought his, some of his friends who became my friends. Yes. And we continued as friends. And then I joined the worship team. 
and he was also in charge of the worship team. So you see, our interactions are becoming mm. more. So when we meet on Saturdays, sometimes we meet on weekdays uh, for worship team practice, and we became even more uh, of friends. Uh, we'll meet constantly. I'm in school, but I'll visit their house, pastor's house. You buy a pastor, so we'll visit. Yes. <laughs> and somehow I didn't realize he's having some, you know, some uh, feelings. Mm. Then eventually I then realized, wow, some, something is cooking in me also. And when he came to speak to me about it, I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> in my heart, there are so many butterflies, eh? yeah. and there's so much heat from wherever my hands, <laughs> you know, my hands were sweating. But I then I told him, you know, yeah, why not? Yes, we what? can we can begin something. What did you see in him that said, yeah, this is this is God's will for me? By the way, I saw a lot of seriousness because when he began, he did, he told me, but I'm not looking for a girlfriend. Ah. I'm looking for a wife. Hey, Reverend. Huh? Reverend, I look direct. Uh, <laughs> you're so direct. <laughs> to the point. To the point. And that is what those stories of so many, yeah. and so many crashings. And, mm. and when he came so direct person. Yeah. And I knew he's born again. Yes. And they serve. He would seriously serve and uh, commit themse- himself to serve. Wow. Yeah. And you reverend. So what did you see in Han and the city? Yeah. Yeah. And it's God's uh-huh. will for me. Uh-huh. F- firstly, I think before I answer, let me just credit her. Yeah. She didn't tell me that I'm going to pray. Uh-huh. Today I'm going to think about it. <laughs> yes. Because remember, <laughs> we had been friends for a while. We had, you know, begun a journey of friendship. And so by the time um, I was popping up the question, she literally had made up her mind. Mm. And she just gave me a straight answer. Yes. And that really, really uh, relieved me of a lot of tension and anxiety. So I was like, yeah, this, this lady knows what she's doing. Mm. Yeah, so what, what I saw in her, she was uh, the quiet ones. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but disclaimer, it's in the past. There were so many ladies around um, my life because I was a youth chairperson. I was a um, worship team leader. And so every Sunday after church, would have a lot of people come home. I remember one time my dad sitting me down and saying, my son, you really need to decide. Yeah. Which one? Which one? Because <laughs> I can't handle this. Because um. sometimes we'd have like eight, nine ladies. Mm. And all I've come to see, you know, we've come to visit John Wesley. Ah. And she was among them. Yeah. So she would come and a uh, very quiet lady, she would immediately go into the kitchen and help my mom with cooking and clean up after while everybody else would just walk out. She would clean up after. She was always the last one to leave. Mm. And I remember those days, it's either me or my, me and my brother would, you know, escort her. We were not really far from each other in terms of where she lived. So we would escort her home. And as a result, I began to observe very good qualities about her personality, how diligent she was. would have church functions yes. where maybe food is being prepared or a lot of work needs to be done. And she was always there. She was always working. And I'm thinking, so I remember sometimes telling her, you work too much. You need to sit mm-hmm. down a bit. Mm-hmm. This uh, character of, you know, just being diligent, being helpful, being respectful, and loving Jesus. Um, it's like those days, the measure of spirituality was attendance for morning glory. <laughs> 
So, <laughs> Monday, yeah, Monday to Saturday, man, and and she would come. Uh, she would walk, and I'm thinking, wow, a lady walks from 5.30 to this place to come yeah. and pray. Uh-huh. This must be a woman of God. And those are some of the things that I saw that I really loved. And of course, she was a really beautiful girl. Yeah, she, she still is. is. She is. Pretty tall lady. Mm. Yeah, so... Okay. It works. It worked. Mm. And you didn't say, I'm going to pray, because no. a lot of young people now say, I've, I've proposed to her, and yeah. she tells me she's, she wants to go to Cataloni for yeah. the next two months, then come with an answer and say no. But all this time, I, I'm praying, you know? Yes. I'm telling God, lead me to the one that you have kept for me. Yes. And then when he comes, then I've been praying. So this is my time. <laughs> and he said yes. And I said yes. Amen. Amen. Okay. I'm hosting Reverend John together with the wife Hannah Wesley coming to us from Eternal Life Church International right in the city are our guest on profile today just taking us through their story of love and how God has been faithful to them this far. Remember to talk to me on the SMS line 20933 that is 20933. Allow us to get to a quick break. When we come back I'll still be hosting the Wesleys and we'll get to that aspect of a season that God took them through that it could have shaken their marriage but God is faithful. He came through for them and here they are to testify. That is when we come back after this short break. Remember our SMS line is 20933. That is 20933. Keep it right here. This is Profile. Real people, real stories, real God, real change. <laughs> 